Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. This is Julie speaking. I am your humble host, and I'm really thrilled that you could join us this evening. I was gone last week traveling, and so I had an interview with a gal named Nancy Dannison. Hopefully, you got a chance to listen to that show and enjoyed it. <clears throat> but back to normal now. We're, um, we've got some callers on the line already, and I have several questions that have been submitted online. So we will get to those, too. Just as a reminder, my intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. So let's go to our first question caller, and I believe it's Kathy. Hi, Kathy, are you with us? I am. Hi, Julie. Hi, girl. How are you? Um, hanging in there. Big transition this last week. Yeah, did you move? Last time I talked to you a couple weeks ago, you were moving. Yes, moved last Thursday, so I guess it's been, what, a week? Good. How'd um, it go? Um, complete chaos. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, it usually yeah. is. But the yeah. thing that the thing that's, that, that my question revolves around is, um, so Katie the cat and I are here. and um, Where the, did you move to? Well, it's the camper. The, so and, and I have to say, Katie's loving her freedom because there's but a lot more But you're still in Cincinnati? Um, actually, just north of Cincinnati, um, kind of between Cincinnati and Columbus-ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, from the moment that I got here, I had a sense that there was a mold problem here, but Uh-oh. I wasn't sure. So, um, as time has went on, I've felt thicker and thicker, and Katie's yeah. breathing has been weird, and her eyes are drain, you know, kind of goopy draining. So, um, I'm I'm thinking this. <laughs> I'm oh, interested to see what you see, hear what you see, or but uh, okay. I'm thinking yeah. there's an issue. Yeah. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is I'll, excuse me, I'll get you on my radar. I just took a drink of water and I started talking before it goes all the way down my throat. <clears throat> excuse me. Nothing like having your host choke on a glass of water here. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. And for those of you who are first time listeners, how I do that is I raise my vibrational level really high and I, um, to the level of spirit. Because when we're in a, a body, when our spirit or our soul, I use those terms interchangeably, when we're in our bodies, we vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. So I'm going to raise my vibrational level. It just takes a second. And I'm going to see a laser beam go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it will go to Kathy. What city are you in, Kathy, between Columbus and Cincinnati? Clarksville. 
Clarksville. Okay. I have no clue where that is, so I'm glad you told me it's between Cincinnati and Columbus. And so I will hook in with Kathy. I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up to the top of her head, and then I'm just going to see what the vision is that appears in my mind. My eyes are closed. It's like I'm looking at a big screen TV in my head. So, Kathy, here we go. And uh, let's see what's going on. I'm going to scan you first, and then I'll scan where you're living. Okay, so laser beams head north, and I got you, Kathy. Yeah, you got mold. Yeah. Um, You got black mold where you live, which is bad news. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, you got black mold in there. Um, So is it out in the country? Yes. Okay, because you've got a combination of what I'm seeing is black mold spores in your system, and I'm also seeing green mold spores that are that I see out in nature. It's it's not mold that's been in a home for a long period of time. Does that make sense? But the black mold is. Yeah. And. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you, you need to find someplace else to live if you can. Can you well something out? Cause it's going to make yeah. you really sick if you don't get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. My, well, which, so it sounds like, cause my sense was that cleaning, trying to clean it wasn't a good idea. No. And I'm not talking about I'm, me cleaning it. I'm talking about someone else. No. Are you renting it? Do you own it? What's the scoop on it? Um, right now, I've I've got I paid like six months rent. Okay. Um, so don't own it. Um, yeah, don't own it. Okay. Well, is there a place where you I talk to your landlord and tell them that it has black mold and they need to fix it? If I would rather you go someplace else to live because that well, stuff is hard to. You know, it's hard to clear up. I don't know about it. A, a, you said a trailer or a camper or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how those work. I know uh, that it can make you really sick. Yeah. Black mold. And what happens, everybody, with the mold is that it releases what are called mycotoxins into the air, and we breathe them. And and then they get into our system and they can cause all kinds of crazy symptoms. And um, people even the from the severe side to, um, gosh, having trouble walking like MS kind of symptoms to upper respiratory problems, brain fog, um, neuralgia. I mean, the symptoms, Kathy, you know, the symptoms are just crazy. Yeah that come from that. I have a, yeah. I had a mold issue in my house in a front closet in the foyer. And it was between my office door, which is right inside the foyer area, uh, and the front door. And every time I walked by that closet, my tongue went numb. And I thought, what the heck? And then I was smelling kind of a musty smell, and my husband couldn't smell it. He thought I was nuts. But I had a contractor come 
look into the wall, and sure enough, there had moist, moisture had gotten in there between the brick and where the drywall was, and there was mold growing in there. So they had to tear it all out, tear out the baseboards, tear out the drywall, tear out all of that stuff, because it just it is bad news, bad news. So... I know that's not what you want to hear, but it sounds to me kind of like you knew you knew what the answer was before you called. Yeah, well, I knew for sure it was mold, and I I, I didn't know if it was black mold, but um, but I knew for sure yeah. it was mold. And yeah. I and my symptoms are, and it's it's even setting off like food symptoms. You know, I mean, it's like a little cascade going on, and, and like right. little, Katie, little Katie. I mean, I'm assuming she's showing this effects quite a bit too. She's a mirror for you too. She's just yeah. you two are you two are joined at the hip. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who are first time listeners, Kathy has called in a lot and her cat Katie the cat is our she's our mascot for the show. <laughs> <laughs> she's got famous. So yeah. I don't know what to tell oh. you, girl. I think you need to stay someplace else. Yeah. I think um, you know, see if you can Talk to it. Do you know? Do you know any attorneys? Can you talk to an attorney and see if you can get out of that lease? Well, I'm not. It's not a lease. Hmm. Oh, it's just. It was a friend of. A, I mean, it was a. I forget how we how we connect. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the the person I was living with in Cincinnati. It's um someone that she knew from her. She's a. She works for a dog rescue organization. Couldn't think of what it was called. Okay. And she met this woman there, and this woman said, "Well, you know." I'm buying this from my brother because he needs to get out from under debt and I've got the money, so it's going to be available. And then my friend Carolyn was like, oh, well, you know, my friend Kathy would love to rent that. And then we were off to the races from there. So so you gave her a deposit for six months without a lease, without signing a signing an, ag- an agreement or anything? Yeah, but she, yeah, but she was, for the first six months, she's, I mean, it's like $100 a month. It's not a lot of money. Oh, Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I would still talk to her about it, see if she'll see. I I don't know what she can do to fix a trailer. I I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is I hope you find someplace else to live. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do then. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh geez, poor Miss Kathy. Well, she'll find she'll find another place to live, and she'll be okay. Okay, I think our second caller is Musa. Hi, Musa, are you there? I am here, Julie. How are you doing? Hi, Musa. How are y'all? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Hartford, Connecticut today. Hartford, how are things up there? Is just the snow melted, or do you still have lots of it up there? Well, it it it, it, it kind of it's it's much better now. It it melted a whole lot, but last week was terrible. Oh my gosh, I saw that. Goodness, I was at a conference in Naples, Florida, which was really pretty chilly. We were supposed to have dinner outside one night, and they moved it in because it was too chilly to eat outdoors in the evening. Yeah. But a lot of the guys that were coming to the conference couldn't get there from New England and from the Northeast. They just canceled their flights, and they couldn't get them on another flight for several days. So yeah, there were a bunch correct. of people that couldn't come. Were you already there, or were you flying? 
No, I was already here. I was supposed to get up and go to work, and uh, they they shut down the roads. It was illegal to drive your car. Oh, my so gosh. No one was allowed to be on the road. So it was a whole shutdown, complete shutdown. Right, right. Well, and how long were you quarantined? <laughs> well, we would just we just stay home and cuddle for a day, and the next day things start clearing out, and Good. Went, out, went back to normal. Good, good. So you still have some snow left, but certainly oh, yeah. the roads oh, are yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, we still have snow on the ground, but uh, as far as the road, everything is cleared out, and it's it's much better, thank God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, did you have a question for me this evening? Absolutely. Today, okay. uh, my question is, uh, it's about my surrounding. Yeah. I want you to scan me and kind of see if you can pick up anything on what is surrounding me okay. all the time. Okay. That's what are you feeling? I, I I have mixed feelings. I really don't know. No, I mean, are you feeling like there are presences around you or, or what are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like there are presences. Nothing like... Uh, scary or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do feel their presence. And sometimes I feel it more than other times. Okay. When you're at home, Musa, when you're at work, when you're in the grocery store, is there any time more than another? All the time. All the time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, here goes my laser beam. And it's heading to hook into you and Hartford got you. Okay. You got a bunch of people around you. Holy mackerel. Wow. Okay, like a crowd, like a gaggle of people. <laughs> uh okay, let me see. They're dressed it where are you living? They're they're some of them are dressed like in nineteen forties attire and some of them are dressed I would say the Clothing goes from nineteen mid nineteen forties to mid nineteen sixties. I'm seeing people dressed kind of in the World War Two era, big band era kind of, and then I'm seeing people dressed like the nineteen sixties in mini skirts and go go boots and stuff like that. So, where are you living? Uh, I live here in uh, Hartford right now. I know, but are you in a in a house or an apartment or? Oh yeah, I live in a house. Okay, how old's the house? I think it was built back in 1997. I think. 1997, so it's pretty new. Yes. Yeah, and I've been to Hartford several times. One of my best friends and her family used to live there, and a lot of it's old, really old, like. Yeah. You know, Revolutionary War kind of old, um, very historic up there for the most part. But these are people that are that it, it's just a group of people. My guess is it's probably the property that you're on, not necessarily the house, and their energies are still there. I don't think that it has a lot to do with you necessarily. I don't think there are people that are surrounding you like spirit guides and that kind of thing. I think you're in kind of a 
a, how do I want to put this? You're in a subsequent reality to this and you're just intuitive enough that you can pick it up. That's what's going on. Mm. Okay. But tell me what kind of industry you're in. It could be people uh, that are at your work too. Uh, I work in uh, aviation, aerospace. Okay. Okay, so this company for whom you work, do they have they been in business since World War II? And yep, they have. Okay, all right. I, I'm get the fact that I got that idea, that thought came into my head. Musa tells me that there's a good chance that that's what's going on. That these are people that are um, that have worked in that industry, and they're surrounding you. Hmm. Oh, okay, when I asked, did you pick him up at work? I got a yes. <laughs> you picked him up at work. Him up at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before too, many times. Wow. That that a spirit or several spirits will be attracted to somebody at the workplace, and then they'll follow them around. They'll follow them home. They'll be going to the grocery store with them, going to the doctor with them, going whatever. So I believe this is what's happened with you. And it's interesting to me, too, that I got very definitive timelines of when these people lived because I can tell by their dress what they're mm-hmm. wearing. And it's mostly men and a few women sprinkled in. Yeah, so. that's the kind of environment I work at, so. Yeah, and then but the men most for the most part have suits on. A lot of them have white shirts on with ties, um, yep. you know, and and what would be dress pants. But they're dressed up. I even saw some pocket protectors. <laughs> oh, okay. The guys that don't have jackets on. <laughs> Do you remember now, what the, pocket protectors this, look like? In this crowd, are you picking up like any? I don't know, like family, relatives, who are deceased, by chance? Of yours? Yes. No. No, you pick these people up at work. These are not people that knew you before you started working there. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, but my guess is they're surrounding you to advise you in your job, which is cool when you think about it. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully you won't need a pocket protector because the guys wearing the pocket protectors can just advise you telepathically. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, I may, right. get, I may just get my uh, pocket protected at some point, kind of get the profile, right? <laughs> when, I, when I first met my husband, he, this was a long time ago, he had a glasses case. That he'd he'd put his glasses in, you know, he was wearing glasses of what he would read. And he put it in his pocket of his dress shirt. And I said, Well, so is that a pocket protector? <laughs> he got very offended and he said, No, it's my glasses case. I said, Oh, okay, good. You need to put that in your pants pocket because it looks like a pocket protector. <laughs> so don't go there. All right. Thanks All for right. calling in, Musa. Take care. Much. Stay warm up there. Already. Okay. Bye now. Okay. Let's go. I think Marina is with us next. Hi, Marina. Are you with us? 
Hi. Yes, Julie. Hi. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Vancouver, Washington. Oh, wow. How are things out there? They're good. They're dreary. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's are fine. You? Um, yeah. Good. Let me here. Let me mute. I think there we go. Okay, I could hear some background noise there. Um, they're dreary. I know, but that's why it's so green up there, right? Because you guys don't get you get a lot of rain. A ton of rain, but yes, uh, that's why it is so green and gorgeous. So good. Got to got to take it. <laughs> and lots of waterfalls too. I imagine, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Good. Well, good. Did you have a question for me? Yes, so the question is actually mostly about my fiancé, regarding my fiancé. He is currently uh, in the job search, and and he has, he's interviewing currently with two different companies. One of them is close to us, and the other one is about a thousand miles away. Oh my, all right. Yes, and so we are just wondering... Um, you know, is it in his best interest to stay put and stick with a job that's close to home or, um, you know, or should we be moving? Now, he doesn't have offers for either of them, but in a perfect world where he did have both offers, just kind of trying to decide mm-hmm. um, what's best. Well, it sounds like you've listened before and you've heard, is it in my best interest too? And for those of you that are listening for the first time, the way that that works is the, um, hang on one second here. Okay. The way that that works is if you ask yourself a question in your head and you preface it with, is it in my best interest too, then that is divine guidance that you're going to get. It's going to come from God, the angels, the universe, your deceased loved ones, your spirit guides, the whole group. And Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I like to ask it that way, Marina, is because we can't begin to fathom all the different scenarios that can happen in our human minds. There's just too many of them. And there's so many variables that will affect an outcome, including our own free will. So that's the best way to ask it. And the other thing is that spirits are really literal. They're crazy literal. So the more specific we can get on the question, the better off we're going to be. Now, what we're going to do is you and I will ask the question together. I'll ask it out loud. You ask it in your head, and then we'll compare notes. And it's the first answer that comes into your head as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second or so, that's going to be your brain answering you. Okay. So let's ask, and and when you were saying, is it in his best interest to stay there? Let's talk, since you're engaged, let's talk about, is it in Marina and her fiance's (laughs) best interest? Let's talk about you as a couple, right? because it might be in his best interest to move, but not in your best interest. See? I see. How when we get really specific, that's where we want to go. So is it in Marina and her fiance's best interest to take a job where they currently live? Or to take a job in what, what's a big city that's near you? Uh, Portland. Okay. 
So is it in Marina and her fiancé's best interest for her fiancé to take a job in the Portland area? What's the first thing that comes in your head? Mine was staying, staying here and taking the one yours, in Portland. So yours was a yes? Yes. Mine was a no. Really? Interesting. Okay. So is it in Marina and her fiancé's best interest to take a job somewhere else in the country other than the Portland area? I'm getting a yes before the question's even out. And that was kind of a convoluted question. Let's see if we can refine it down. Is it in Marina and her fiancé's best interest for him to take a job in another part of the United States? What do you get? First thing. Yes. I got a yes, too. Okay. So will, will Marina's fiancé be offered more than one job? What, in the next couple, of, in the next two months? I get a yes on that. Okay. Will Marina and her fiancé decide for him to accept a job outside of the Portland area? I got a no on that, Marina. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So is it in? So let's, again, let's refine the question down because we can ask it a bunch of different ways and that's going to, and then what we do is we compare notes. That's what makes it so interesting. So is it in Marina's fiance's best interest? Well, that's not what we want. Is it in Marina and her fiance's best interest for him to accept a job in the Portland area in the short run? What do you get on that? No. I got a yes on that. We don't match up very well. <laughs> well, what I'm getting from that, and, and again, you got to be kind of like a secret agent with some of these answers to figure them out. But what I'm getting is it may be in your best interest as a couple if he's offered a job in the Portland area to work that job now. And then it's going to lead to something bigger and better outside of the Portland area eventually. And when it does, it's going to be perhaps a better time for the two of you to move. Because I assume you have a job. Yes, I do. Okay. So can I'm, you leave your job and get another job easily, do you think? Uh, I'm a teacher. And so I have to be here until the end of the school year. So the the move to the, the new place would have actually been pretty stressful and kept us apart for a few months so okay well see that's why when we ask is it in my best interest to or is it in our best interest to um it encompasses all these different variables Hmm. that we that when we think of something initially in our heads we're thinking of it in in a way usually in a certain way and we're thinking here's how we're gonna get to whatever that outcome is that we're envisioning but there are about a bazillion ways to get to an outcome that you want. So here's my suggestion, Marina, for you and for your fiancé is be focused on what you want, but be open to how it appears and where it appears and what the timeline is. And if you can 
let God, the universe, your deceased loved ones unfold this adventure for you, it's going to be much more elegant and fabulous than you trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I know you've had times in your life where you've wanted something and you got what you wanted, but it didn't happen in the way that you thought it was going to happen. We've all had that, mm-hmm. usually many times. And normally, when we get to the point where we get what we want and we look back on how we got there, we think, well, gosh, I didn't envision it that way, but it worked out well. Yes. <laughs> A lot of times you would change it. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. Yes, yes. Okay, great. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good luck. Thank you so much. Thank call you for taking my call and helping. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Enjoy your <laughs> evening. Yeah, thank okay. you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. There we go. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. All right, everybody. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. How it works is you can go to my website, which is askjulieryan.com, and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see all this call-in information. And you can also, when you download the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or any one of those outlets, iHeartRadio, In the description of the show, it has all the call-in information, so you can get it there, too. When you're on my website, please sign up for the newsletter, and I send out a blog every Thursday morning, and it has all this call-in information on it as well. And it's normally a – it's not normally. It's always a question that somebody has submitted online, and then I answer it, and that makes it kind of fun. And then when you're on my website, be sure to schedule a a private consult, too, and there's a button there that you can push. It says – I think it says something like schedule your appointment, and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want, and then um, that makes it lots of fun and, and very informative as well. Speaking of online submissions, here's a question that somebody submitted, and it, it interestingly enough, we talked to Musa from Hartford. Well, this is a woman named Sarah from Milford, Connecticut. I don't know where that is, but obviously in Connecticut. And she said, hi, Julie, I love your podcast. My mother was taken from her mother when she was just five years old in 1947, and we can't find any information about her anywhere. No one would talk about it with my mother. We only know her name was Vivian, Vivian, I think, Hudson. 
V-I-V-I-A-N-N-E. So I pronounce that Vivian Hudson. Can you help us? My grandmother was very young when my mother was taken from her, and she may have been a bad drinker. My grandfather had to come back from World War II to get to my mom. I just want to find this woman. Information about my grandmother is so important to both my mom and me. I hope you can help and hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Sarah. The story about your grandmother sounds like a book I'm reading. It's called The House on Trad Street by Karen White and is about a family researching what happened to a Charleston, South Carolina woman who deserted her husband and small child without leaving a trace. How interesting to get your question about the same topic. I went on to say, your grandmother, Vivienne's spirit, appeared in my office standing in front of my desk with a noose around her neck. The noose typically used to hang people, was made out of rope and had a loop with a running knot intended to tighten as the rope was pulled. It's that kind of noose that people use to hang themselves. It was made by a professional and didn't resemble a makeshift noose used by someone to commit suicide. You know how in movies and uh, pictures and stuff, you can see a professionally made noose versus a noose that somebody's jerry-rigged out of some kind of cord or, or rope or something that was a home news, homemade news. And this was definitely a professionally made news. Okay, I went on to say, Vivian told me she was in fact a serious alcoholic. Although she dearly loved your mother and your grandfather for that matter, while inebriated, which was most of the time, she neglected your mom to the point of putting her in danger. Now remember, the mom was five when the mother disappeared. I went on to say, your grandmother told me she was hanged by a group of vigilante-type men who bound her hands and feet, blindfolded her, and hung her from a tree deep in some woods. They then burned her body and buried her bones. There were eight of them, and several carried torches. It reminded me of a lynching scene from the movies. I don't believe your grandfather was involved. Now, here's an intriguing note. Although the men who killed your grandmother weren't wearing the traditional white hoods and robes of the Ku Klux Klan, I got, that means the information I received, I got they were familiar with Klan philosophies and tactics. While researching KKK atrocities to see if there was a correlation between their techniques and your grandmother's death, I learned that KKK was originally formed to protect women and children before it became a hate group. I never knew that. And I live in the Deep South where the KKK was very busy. And I never knew that before. So learned something on that one. I went on to say, I also learned it was common to burn the victim's dead body in KKK lynchings, perhaps to destroy evidence. And again, this is what I, the scene I was seeing from Vivianne. And I didn't know that tidbit either. The good news is Vivian's spirit is always around you and your mother watching over and protecting you and your families. If you wish, I'll be delighted to assist you and your mom in communicating with your grandmother to get more detailed information. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com and schedule an appointment. We'll have an hour to get all of your questions answered. So that was really wild when I got that scene in my head because, like I said in my response to Sarah, Although they didn't have the white hoods and robes that you normally see, that we normally have seen with KKK scenes, I kept thinking, boy, this feels like the KKK. And the cars in the scene were 
cars and trucks that were from the 40s. And, uh, and as I mentioned, several of the men were carrying torches. It, it was wild. So I hope that gives Sarah some, some peace, and that may explain why they haven't been able to find any information on her grandmother. So, Sarah, I hope that's, uh, that's better for you. Okay, let me go to our next caller, and I believe it's Darren. Hi, Darren, are you with us? Hey, Julia. How are you? Hi, Darren. How are you? Oh, well, I'm not working with the robots anymore. <laughs> I actually got oh, promoted. Okay. Oh, terrific. Yeah, I'm a hand sprayer. So still works with the Japanese company, though. But, and I'm on days, so I'm actually home today. Terrific. So. Please tell everybody where home is. Where are you calling from? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, home, uh, home is in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, where the famous Larry Bird played for Indiana State University. I'm a Hoosier. <laughs> Okay. So. You're a Hoosier and I'm a Buckeye, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I like the Buckeyes, but yeah, I remember Ohio, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, good. Well, delighted to hear from you. Do you have a Thank question you. for me this evening? Uh, just a, an overview. I, I know uh, you've done a reading um, for me, a private one, which um, I, it was great. Um, but it was my earpiece wasn't working at the time, and it was about my dad. Um, it has been over oh, 10 years uh, okay. since he passed away and um, uh, I, I know we talked briefly on it but I was just wondering um, does he have any advice for me and then the, then the bigger one was um, did he go or was it because uh, he was sheriff and he was in politics and I just was uh, wondering if he was murdered or not because there was rumor that he was wow okay well, that's a, that's a big old question. Do you have yeah. a TV on in the background, or do I know? I'm actually in my room, and I'm just. Are you on the speakerphone? I'm getting some feedback. Uh, no, I'm on a Bluetooth, but. Um. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's all right. Let me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you, okay. and then I'm going to um, I'm going to put you on mute while I connect to you and I'll talk and then I'll get you off mute when I come back to you because we're getting a lot of feedback. Okay? okay. So okay. I'm going to put you on mute and then I'll be right back. Hang on. Alrighty. Okay. All right. So here we go. I'm going to connect to Darren in Terre Haute, Indiana. And okay, got him. All right. Okay, Darren, your dad is standing to your right and let's ask him. Did you die of natural causes? No. Were you murdered? Yes. Ow. Okay. I got to get you off mute for this one. Okay. Wow. I see he was a, di- he was a diabetic okay. and there was needles all around him. He was going to bring up murders that uh, was happened in the 90s, and he, this is in 2006. And um, I remember after he lost election, he said, your dad messed up, your dad messed up. And I never knew what he meant. And then um, he went to the doctor. He was fine. And then he talked. We was going to move to Florida. And I remember I couldn't. I was remember December 1st. I was at a Christmas party. I got the phone call. And then they wouldn't let me in the house or anything. But obviously it's, you know, a scene. But um, uh, stuff was, the door back door was busted. And there was uh, insulin needles all around. And he died of hypertension cardiomyopathy which usually happens in younger people where their heart pumps erratic. 
I just feel like maybe he went before his time. He was well, before. and if he was murdered, somebody could inject him with a lot of extra insulin, which would cause a heart attack. Exactly. Cardiac yeah. arrest because the insulin, yeah. him being diabetic, which was type 2, he was a heavy set man. He was 6'4". He was sheriff for eight years. I mean, he, he, was, he raced NASCAR back before I was born and... Um, 1978, he played semi-pro football. I mean, he lived a, a great life, but I, I miss him a lot. But. Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, you can talk to him, ask him a question in your head, and then it's the first thing that uh, comes into your head within a second, as mm-hmm. fast as you can snap your fingers, and you can communicate with him. I think um, what we should do probably, Darren, is... We can get those details if you want on a private session. Oh, I understand. I, I didn't want to. Go I don't into have detail. enough time. There this was evening, like I gotta... two quick questions, if if I may, yeah. just really quick. Sure. Um, I, I'm dealing again with the, the a failed car business because I guess when he passed away, I felt lost. I started a a bad car business. Um, a bad investment. Let me. I took. A, I got. I ran a car business, but it wasn't. I trusted a lot of people that let me down, but. I just wanted to ask him two questions. Uh, okay. Is this, when is the struggle of me paying a high volume restitution? I, like I, I just I feel in my heart. It's like like today at work. Uh, this is real quick. They're they're cutting back a little overtime, which I'm working too much anyways. I know the body is tired. <laughs> you know I'm tired, um, mm-hmm. and I'm also enrolled in college. And I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to do. Uh, positive and you know the universe gives you lemon to make lemonade but it's like a premonition you know when someone is going to die they kind of see or premonition of something happening I feel something big humongous is going to happen in my life for a huge financial blessing Um, so I'm just wondering and then I also got that my father my biological father Ray Marshall this might give you cold chills I don't know I've been it's been about five months that I've been I mean I could be totally wrong but in March, he might pass away, but I don't know. I know he has some money to give me a restitution or, or one day, but I'm just wondering, what do you see? So, <clears throat> excuse me, is your question, is Ray Marshall dying? Is your Well, my, my question is actually to Gary Cooper. When is the struggle? What am I seeing that I, I see something really, like I'm really confident and I believe in my heart that I'm going to, get out of this jam I'm in and the jam is you know I'm paying off a failed car business um, that I spoke to you before about but I'm just want to ask my father because he was my best friend okay so the question is how long will it be before you're back on your feet financially well where I don't let's say owe anybody how's that sound okay so what's your dad's name my dad, uh, Gary Cooper, the one that passed away. Gary Cooper, like a movie star. Yeah, they always kind of go like that, yeah. Okay. You just tell me as soon as you want to. So what that tells me is you're in this bind because you're learning life lessons. And you'll figure yeah. out how to get out of it, and you haven't, you're not there yet. So keep taking step one foot in front of the other, 
Darren, until you, you'll figure it out. You're going to get a thought, act on the thought. It's going to, something else is going to present itself, act on that. It's going to be stepping stones to help you get out of that. You, it's not going to be, it's going to be as soon as you want it to be, but right now you're still in the very much learning mode. Does that make sense? Okay. Right, yeah, I've just been all right. praying a lot lately. So. Oh, okay. But, well, but good I'll luck with all of that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, uh, okay, to leave you, you bet. Feedback so you were right about the job promotion, and I love your show, and I thank you for that. And uh, I'll try and schedule a, a session to where we can okay. figure out, you know, what happened to him. So. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks so much for calling in, and I hope you have a terrific evening. Thank you as well. Okay, Thank take you care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. I think our next caller is hi. Somebody from nine two five area code. This is Julie. Who's this? Hi, this is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are hi. you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you calling us yeah. from? I'm actually calling from uh, uh, Northern California, Santa Rosa, California. Okay. Beautiful. How yeah. are things in Santa Rosa? That's wine country. It is wine country. It's the best. <laughs> it's so nice. I we bet get a lot of rain. I bet it's green right now after all that rain you yeah. guys have gotten. Yeah. Terrific. Well, so well, good. Did you, did you have a question for me? Yeah, I have um, uh, a couple, but I can just uh, mostly with me. Um, I been, I've just had a lot of like sicknesses come up. A lot of them probably okay. due to my kids, but um, <laughs> I just like I just recently got a stomach flu, and I just had the stomach flu, and I'm just trying to figure out if there's something else that's causing all of these sicknesses. Oh, how old are your kids? I have a two-year-old daughter and a six-year-old boy. Okay, so they're like in the little petri dish stage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they go, they most go of, slide most of them. They- has been that. <laughs> I think they gotta go slime each other with their friends, and then they bring no. they bring home all those fun bugs. And yeah, before, but yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna connect to you, Stacy, and get you on my radar. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you still got some viral infection stuff going on. Uh, let me get that out of your system. I'm gonna push it out. What viral viral infections look like to me are kind of a brown liquidy energy. And mm-hmm. it would remind me of kind of a thin beef broth, if you would, mm-hmm. and, if you will, uh, versus a bacterial infection appears to me with this hot pink energy. It's hilarious, almost fuchsia, but yours is viral. So that would make sense. Um, yeah. Do you know about the vitamin C and zinc? Um, I, I mean, I, I know about those too, but... Um, okay. I don't, I don't take zinc. Vitamin C, you want to go get some ester C, ester like okay. the woman's name, E-S-T-H-E-R-C, and get it in the 1,000 milligram capsules. Okay. If you can't find that, get it in the 500 milligram, and you can take two of them at a time. And I want you to take 1,000 milligrams of C and 50 milligrams of zinc three times a day until you're well. And then after that, take a thousand of C and 50 of zinc every morning with a regular multivitamin. What that's going to do is that's going to boost your immune system and it works amazingly well. I, Uh um, 
I've used it. There's all kinds of studies that have been uh, been done on it. <clears throat> and I had LASIK surgery. Here's a case in point. I had LASIK surgery on my eyes, oh, 17, 18 years, something like that ago to correct. I was nearsighted and I wanted my vision corrected for seeing far away. Worked great. Fixed my eyes in 10 seconds. Five years later, my right eye needed to be redone. So I went back to the ophthalmologist. He did that. Before he took me into surgery, he said, do you take vitamin C? And I said, yeah, I take a lot of it every day. And he said, don't (laughs) take it for six months. And I said, why? And he said, because the body heals so much quicker, better, faster when you take vitamin C. And when we do the LASIK surgery, we want to form a scar (laughs) on your eyeball because it refracts the light differently. So we want the scar to form. We don't want your eyeball to heal well. So don't take vitamin C. And I thought, good heavens. You know, that's a great testimony about vitamin C. But but Stacey, get the ester C because it's buffered and it's going to be easier on your stomach. Okay. Okay. And then I would look for um, chewable vitamin C and zinc. Sometimes you can get them combined and then give those to your kids. Yeah. They need it. And it'll help, <laughs> help, keep, them, help keep them healthy. Okay. okay. But okay. it's, it's can... viral. I pushed it out of your system energetically. Go get the C and zinc. You, you'll be just fine. Perfect. And okay. then another question is actually about um, my cat. She, okay. She was diagnosed um, with a, a tumor in her tongue about uh, in July. Oh, and it seems like it, it like it'll swell up and then it goes away. But, and ever since I, she was diagnosed, she's been like peeing all over the place. Oh, she no. can't, I've like tried everything to fix the litter box. And I just wanted to see what's really going on with her. If it, you know, is in fact a tumor, it seems kind of weird that it kind of swells up and goes away, but I don't know anything about that. And if I should do anything, I, we kind of d- determined that since she was a little on the older side that we wouldn't remove the tumor, that it wouldn't, it would kind of be pointless to do that. Um, when I, I get her on my radar, Stacy, because what I did was I connected to her through you, her little mm-hmm. spirits out of her body, which tells me she's dying. Yeah. And I think that's why you're having the, the you know, urinary um, problems with her. I think okay. it's hard for, she can't control it. She's dying. And yeah. if you go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you go to the last tab in the menu, it's the 12 phases of transition. And you'll see, and it's on humans, it's not on animals, but I see the same thing on animals. When our spirits exit our bodies, same with animals, they hang on to the top of the head as the animal or the person is dying. And it looks like a bubble that you see in a cartoon where the words are in the cartoon caption. Yeah. So um, she's dying, which means her energy is not in her body, so I can't scan her medically. Okay. Because it's like the energy source isn't in the body itself. Right, and it kind um, of doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's so I think she's doing the best she can. She's just dying and she can't help it. Okay. I thought that's kind of what I wanted to hear. So that's okay. That, All right. Perfect. Okay. And um, hopefully that'll help you make some decisions of how to care for her. Yeah, exactly. That does. Okay. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it, and I hope you feel better, and good luck with your kitty cat. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye.
Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we've got about seven minutes left, so let me go and see if I can get another couple of callers quickly in. Hi, this is Julie, 812 area code. Who's this? Hello. 812 area code. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? This is Tony. Hi, Tony. How are you this evening? No, I'm good. Terrific. Where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from Terre Haute, Indiana, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. How about that? Well, that's kind of wild. Do you have a quick question for me? We've only got about five minutes left, and I, I'm yeah, going to try and get a... one more caller in. What's your quick yeah, question? Yeah, that's a quick one. My yeah. um, stepfather died um, a couple years ago, yeah. and I guess I just really wanted to know. Um, I mean, he'd been in our life for about 10 years. Kind of a uh-huh. hard man to kind of get to know and get a good read on him. And I, I guess I just really want to know... And I don't know if you can tell me this or not, what he really thought of me and my kids, if he really accepted us and, and, uh, you know, so. What was his name, Tony? Joe Reed. Okay. All right. I'm going to connect to you. Laser beam heading up to Indiana. Got you. Okay. Got him. All right. So let's ask him some specific questions. Um, what did you think of Tony and her kids? Uh, okay, now, before I tell you, I don't edit anything that I get. I just okay. I believe I'm the messenger. And he told me your children were bratty. <laughs> that was the first thing out of his mouth. So uh, that's probably not what you want to hear, but that's what I got. <laughs> um, does that make sense? Does that resonate? A little bit, maybe. Okay, all right. And he told okay. me he thought of you as a lost soul, somewhat of a lost soul. Again, I don't edit what I get. <laughs> I'm just getting it. So does that resonate at all? Did he think yeah, of you probably as a does. lost soul? Okay. He might all right. have. Yeah, might That's sound like something what, might say. But those were, those were his comments of when he was alive. And, and when we go into spirit form, when we go into non-physical, we're pure love and light. So I asked him specifically, what did you think of them when you were alive? And that's what he's telling me. So my guess is he was kind of cranky when he was alive. <laughs> if he was giving me those kinds of answers. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's a little cranky. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you think of them now that you're in spirit form? He's telling me he's around you all the time. He protects you. He thinks you're a fabulous mother. He thinks your children need some more discipline. <laughs> uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, okay. And does one of them has one of them skinned their knee or fallen down and had band-aids on their knee recently? No, not band-aids. No. Okay, well, like skin their knees, fallen and if they haven't they One may. of them hurt his foot. Okay. This is the, he's showing me that it's the leg and it's in the knee area. Okay. Okay. So something may happen along those lines. So keep the band-aids handy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. I'm going to try and get one more caller in here before right, we you. end. we got a couple minutes. Thanks so much. Tony, All appreciate right. you calling in. Take care. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, last caller. 
Hi, I think this is Patty. Patty, are you with us? Hello, hello. Patty, 347 area code. Hi, if you've got your phone on mute, unmute it. Uh, can you hear me? There you are. Hi. Okay. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm good. I, um, how are you doing? Um, great. Okay. Where are you calling um, from? Queens, New York. Queens. You got, we got about two minutes. You got a quick question? Okay. Yeah. Um, back in January, I took a blood test. I found I'm, uh, I have, I'm copper toxic. Uh, I'm okay. at 40%. I'm supposed to be between 5 and 15. The month later, I tried to do a vegan diet. The next day, I was so jittery. I had to stop. I knew that I had too much copper. I'm trying to lower my copper level. Did okay. I lower my copper level this past month? Because in June, I want to do my vegan diet again, so I want to give myself three months to try to lower my copper level before I do my vegan diet again. Okay, right now you still have too much copper in your system. Let's uh-huh. see, did you lower it from last month? I get a yes. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for her to lower her copper? Why do you have so much copper in your system? Are you getting it from drinking water or something? No, it's just that um, I called you up in January. I asked you about right. the disease, Wilson's disease, and you said I right. don't have it. Right. But that's but that means the people who have Wilson's disease can't use copper properly, so they store copper. I'm trying to get the copper out of my body. Hmm. Okay. I get that it is less than it was, but you still mm-hmm. have too much. Right. Well, how, okay. how much percentage do I have? It was 40 last time. I get that you have less than 40 this time. All right, so about in I get, the 30s. I get 37. Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting but at this moment in time. What can I do to make it go away or lower it? Uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to ask you to either call back in next week or call on a private session because I am out of time, unfortunately. Right. So, um, can you call in next week and we can discuss it? I'll take you first. If you're, okay. if you want to call back in, or you yeah. can schedule an individual session and we can go yeah. over it then too. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm trying very hard. I see online, but that's good. You know, three percent compared to forty percent. Yeah, I got thirty-seven okay. for today. Awesome. So, all right. Okay. Thanks so for calling good. in, Patty. Take Thank care. Bye bye. Okay. Well, seventeen seconds left to go, everybody. Thanks for all of our callers who called in this evening. This has been a really fun show. And uh, thanks to all of you, especially for listening. Send me your questions online. Schedule your individual consults and, uh, and sign up for my newsletter. Follow me on Instagram at Ask Julie Ryan and on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. And I hope you have a fabulous weekend and an even better early part of next week. Till next Thursday. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.